Improving the Return on Artificial Intelligence in Manufacturing. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Sheldon Fernandez, CEO of Darwin AI. Welcome back, Sheldon. Thank you very much for having me, Tonya. Pleasure to be here today. So remind us what Darwin AI does. So at Darwin AI, we are illuminating the black box problem that currently plagues artificial intelligence, right? So artificial intelligence, as many of your listeners will know, does wonderful things, gives you all these wonderful predictions, but even the designers of the artificial intelligence have very little understanding as to how it reaches those predictions. So based on years of scholarship from our academic team at the University of Waterloo, we have created IP and productized that IP that cracks that problem. And we are now applying it to various verticals in the enterprise. Darwin AI published a couple of interesting white papers lately. Let's start with AI's top use cases in manufacturing. Tell us about shop floor and supply chain applications and the benefits that AI provides. Yeah, great question. Um, so that's an area that we've actually gone pretty deep into. And you know, when we asked a lot of our clients in aerospace and industrial, what are the one or two top places where you're looking to apply artificial intelligence? Without exception, most of them focused on manufacturing. And the reason it is so powerful is where artificial intelligence and machine learning excels is looking at a lot of data and identifying anomalies or patterns in that data. So if you think about some of the big use cases for manufacturing, one of them right away is parts inspection and anomaly detection. So, you know, detecting imperfections in parts, detecting scratches, detecting uh, cracks in glass. Uh, those are the areas where there's just immediate application when it comes to artificial intelligence and manufacturing. And then you can take it a level higher and you can say things like, um, you know, workflow automation. There are certain tasks that humans are very good at. Uh, that is things where it doesn't require, you know, it requires a, a certain amount of intuitiveness and a lot of human intelligence. But then there's a lot of rote and repetitive work um, that artificial intelligence excels at and can complement human beings to add other levels of efficiency. Um, you know, another area that we're seeing quite a bit in manufacturing is this idea of, you know, optimizing the workflow of goods within a manufacturing context. Um, some, some people call it industry 4.0, which is essentially imagine, you know, a factory where you have all these different machines that are now interconnected with 5G and exchanging data via artificial intelligence. And the orchestration of all those machines working in unison along with human beings can lead to just dramatic improvements in efficiency uh, if we didn't have artificial intelligence. So we like to say that artificial intelligence and its integration into manufacturing is really a question of if as opposed, sorry, of when as opposed to if. You mentioned 5G. It sounds like machine vision is also an important associated technology in the manufacturing use case. It absolutely is, um, because that's, again, the area where traditionally deep learning and artificial intelligence has excelled in looking at an image, in classifying the contents of that image, and in detecting, again, imperfections or anomalies in that image that would be very hard for a human being to see. Uh, you know, for example, again, looking at a surface 
and looking at microscopic imperfections in that surface. So computer vision and the capabilities that artificial intelligence can unlock there are really key in some of the manufacturing efficiencies uh, that you know, we can hope to establish through, through AI. We talk about AI explainability and transparency in social use cases all the time, but it's important in manufacturing too. Explain why seeing inside the black box matters. Yeah, great question. And it matters in manufacturing because oftentimes there's a human in the loop who needs to validate the decision that the AI is making. You know, the first thing to say is there's a lot of societal discomfort with automation and artificial intelligence without an understanding of why it's doing what it's doing, right? So you need to alleviate that by surfacing to a human being, an operator, uh, this is why the AI has reached the conclusion. And again, what we've learned is that there are some things that AI is exceptional at. Uh, again, identifying you know, imperfections in, in, in you know, large batches, but there are some things that are still the realm of human beings. You know, I was talking to one of the auto manufacturers a few days ago and putting, for example, the sealant on the outside of a car door where the car door is in irregular shape and so forth, they still struggle getting robots and machines to do that. And so again, you wanna be able to augment human capability, not replace it oftentimes in manufacturing. But to really augment human capability, you need to explain to the human being, this is why, for example, I think this is a fracture in the glass and not a scratch. And if you can surface that understanding to them, then the human being can couple that observation with their own intuitiveness and their own experience and validate that a lot quicker. And so that's why explainable AI manufacturing is so key. But some of your recent research suggests manufacturers are slow to implement AI. What are some barriers that hamper AI adoption? Yeah, great question. Um, one of the biggest ones is a lack of available data, right? So with manufacturing, you need a lot of data uh, to implement these efficiencies. And so another benefit of explainable AI is that it can reduce by a couple orders of magnitude the amount of data that you need to begin the project. Um, you know, another one, frankly, is just companies trying to understand areas in which AI can really be, you know, a difference maker for them. So, you know, whereas 2020 was, you know, a lot of R&D being done and a lot of innovation labs, it's only now that we're really starting to see the real intent from these organizations to improve efficiency. So it's the will, it's the, you know, mandate within these organizations where a lot of the executives are finally realizing, I better get on this AI train because my competitors are, and if I don't, you know, um, modernize in the same way, I might be obsolete. Uh, so part of it is just the will to do so. So then what advice can you offer manufacturers on how to sidestep or overcome these barriers to realize a healthy return on an AI investment? Yeah. So I would say, you know, there's a few areas where you can identify low hanging fruit, right? So look at your manufacturing processes where you have a lot of data, where there is a clear quantifiable outcome where if you improved the efficiency with that outcome by 10 or 20%, it would really result in an economic return for you. Um, for example, one of the areas uh, we've been able to show value is detecting defects earlier in the inspection process, right? So we're working with a very large aerospace manufacturer where we were able to increase the uh, 
you know, situations where you could detect this earlier by, by, 40, by about 40%. And so because they can detect defects earlier in the workflow, that defective part doesn't make it through the entire rest of the workflow only to, you know, for them to reach the conclusion that it was defective anyways. So that's an example where just a very simple vision capability of defect detection earlier in the process can really help improve these efficiencies and results in a dramatic economic gain for them. Sheldon Fernandez, CEO of Darwin AI. If somebody wants to connect with you, Sheldon, maybe they want to get a copy of these white papers. How can they do that? Uh, so the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter, uh, Sheldon FFF. Uh, they can also add me to LinkedIn. And of course, they can also go to our website, darwinai.com. Uh, and the research section has a lot of these white papers. Uh, and you know they're all available for, for consumption. Thanks again, Sheldon. Thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.